Will you count me in? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Earth Pop and Bottles. I'm Kayla Mason Garvin. And I'm Justin Ganaway. You probably know this by now, but we are two uh, graduate students at a prestigious Midwestern university. The most prestigious Midwestern so much university. Prestige. Just it's like literally dripping. like the movie The Prestige. Oh, for sure. But different. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So thank you so much for joining us on this, our fifth episode of Art Pop and Bottles. Um, So Justin, what pop star do you feel like this week? I've given a lot of thought to this. Okay. It might be a controversial answer, but um, I do feel like Hozier. Hozier? (laughs) (laughs) So shocked. um, so why friend of the par friend of the pod rj hottie and and uh and co and by co i mean kayla and cam and i went um to trivia and one of the answers was hosier and so i got to thinking about hosier um and i don't think hosier is particularly prolific um and i've been like rendering hamlet and so what i will do when i'm like in like during my process as a costume as designer as a costume camp. designer uh, in a prestigious university right 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 um i'll do about like 3 renderings and then i'll like lay face down on my stomach in my room like face to the carpet and just like contemplate doing the rest and then i won't do it do you listen to hosier while you do this <laughs> how does hosier come into all of so this so hosier's a one hit wonder like he's not prolific in any way so i feel that i'm like i feel like he got finished with the one song and he was like god damn let me just sit on the carpet and let this happen i'm actually obsessed with this answer <laughs> <laughs> what pop star do you feel like this week, Kayla? This week, speaking of trivia, this week I feel like Alicia Keys, <laughs> author of Songs in A Minor, because, you know, if I really try, I can play the piano. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Great. So let's move right along. This is going to be, I think this is going to be a really tight episode. Hopefully we, we're, we're talking about making it a tight 40. So here's hoping. We'll see. Um, we don't really have that much current events to discuss this week. Last week, we, there was a lot, a lot happening in the pop music world that we wanted to discuss. But today we have just one real event that we want to talk I, about. I do think we should read one quote, quote from the J-Lo interview after we talk about the J-Lo current event. Okay, so the J-Lo current event. Hopefully by this time you've seen J-Lo showed up for the finale of the Versace show in Milan wearing sort of a reprise of the look. I think it's called the Jungle Dress, what she the wore to the Dress Dram- from the 2003 Grammys. 2000 Grammys. 2000 it was earlier. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> What we're talking about, in case you need to visualize it, you can just close your eyes and listen to the sound of my Mm. voice. It's a deep plunging v-neck that plunges below her belly button. I remember seeing this on the newsstands of like the people, you know, on the covers of like People magazine when this look happened. So the the look is sort of like a deep, deep v that plunges like past the breasts down mm-hmm. below the belly button and then the original look has sort of like a long flowy skirt and I believe also and maybe one of our producers can confirm this I do believe that the original look had long sleeves as well yeah I believe that that's correct oh yes Ooh, thank you have... executive producer Aaron Burnett has With pulled up <laughs> has pulled up a side by side actually of the two looks because JLo re- wore a reprise of the look on the Versace runway this, this week so today 
day, I believe it was. Um, however, the, the the reprised look does not have sleeves. Appears to be bedazzled with maybe a little bit of a shoulder pad or something yeah. to to give There's a little bit of structure for the shoulders. It's a weave. as well as a <laughs> it's a weave as well as a, a rhinestone like in the in the original look. The dress was sort of sheer and and full length like a maxi dress. It is still full length and sheer. However, it features a pair of like bedazzled panties Mm, green they match um so thoughts justin thoughts on this look thoughts on this moment thoughts on the historical moment of the 2000 grammys what do you think i hate it i just you hate hate the uh the redo you hate the original i hate hate the reprise i love the the original the 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 original is fucking iconic the original is iconic it's flawless the reason and i'll tell you exactly why the original works she is like like there is nipple one millimeter on the other side of like where the neckline is falling but she's in the taped. original she's but taped she's within taped an inch of her life within an inch of her life but also um you can see like the the uh deep v clearly comes below the belly button in the original dress and it is on the belly button if not above and the new dress oh yeah there is sort of a different silhouette there's also cutouts yes there's cutouts on the side so while the original seems effortless to me in like such a lovely like i threw this caftan on but it's like an exceptional couture dress that i'm going to the grammys in with with like so much decolletage yeah like it's it's like it's it's i'm so pretty i threw on this dress i'm an icon and then Mm. the second look to me with the spikes on the heels with the fact that it hits above the the belly button with the fact that there's an illusion panel going up it but then weirdly stops below the breasts mm, yeah yeah um and then there is the jeweled panty it's just it's contrived and it's just and it's not elevated enough to be runway but it's not um effortless enough to achieve the quality that the first dress had and like i do, like if you pull something that amazing like don't fuck with it you don't need to you're j-lo well i don't think that it was i, I don't think that it was probably j-lo's idea i think it was probably something and maybe donatella came up with it or maybe it was something marketing came up with because we are having this moment of returning to the late 90s early 2000s early aughts and so i do feel like it was a very key marketing moment Every Everyone's talking about it. So I feel like that's what they wanted rather than a beautiful garment. Sure. I don't think that this is like necessarily a part of the collection that they're going to be um, really oh, hoping that will. For like 15 grand. Right. Probably. But I'm sure that like there are other pieces that sort of like are more. Well, I don't know. I haven't viewed the collection in its entirety, but I do have some sort of idea that this is sort of a marketing push rather than an actual stab at a reimagining of that garment. Yeah. Well, well I I want to speak to that a little bit in that like yes, I do think that they were like going for like a early 2000s late 90s like revival moment. But the problem is is like if you want to do that then you need to like really stay true to the essence while modernizing it. Right. But the essence of the dress that uh, she walked the runway in was very much like 2013 well i don't know i i do think that for me it's more a gimmick than anything like i don't know that they're really trying to accomplish art with the with the revised version of the dress whereas i feel like before you know the original 2000 version of the dress is sort of like 
artful, you know? Yeah. And maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe they were going for high art. But what I see in the reimagined dress is just um, sort of a ploy for, for hits and for likes. Which, I mean, I can't blame them. Jennifer Lopez looks fucking fantastic, and I can't wait to see Hustlers. Yeah, I do Oscars. wish that her foundation was more matte, but yes. <laughs> No, but we're not. That's not the moment we're having. We're having a dewy foundation moment. We're having a dewy skin moment. We're having just like, which is really unfortunate for me because I just like, I have like really sort of like skin that when it gets a little oily, it's just like, anyway, we're diving. We're diverging no, from the that. point. Is that a However, Gemini thing? Because I'm super oily. <laughs> well, I just, it's not a Gemini thing. I think it's just <laughs> sort of like, for me, the, the dewy skin moment would be so great if I, like, if I didn't have zits, you know? <laughs> it would be so great if my skin was perfect. But anyways, um, we did want to include, while we're talking about J-Lo, um, when we were envisioning this podcast, we originally had <laughs> the idea that we'd have a weekly segment about J-Lo news. Um, just because just we love her, bit. we hate her. She's everything to us. So um, in lieu of that today, while we're talking about Jayla, we wanted to uh, mention a quote from her legendary 1998 movie line interview in which she trashes every, every celebrity under the sun. What it's quote should incredible. I re- read, Justin? What's... I think you should do the Cameron Diaz one. Okay, so let me find this Cameron Diaz <laughs> quote. One F one. Um, uh, why not both? <laughs> <laughs> um, but let me here uh, pull up this quote on Cameron Diaz. So... On Cameron Diaz, in 1998, Jennifer Lopez said to Movie Line, she's, a, quote, a lucky model who's been given a lot of opportunities I just wish she would have done more with, she said. She's beautiful and has a great presence, though, and in my best friend's wedding, I thought, when directed, she can be good. <sighs> I mean, it, kill, it slays me. Also, I do think Cameron Diaz in My Best Friend's Wedding is sort of like scintillating. Like she's a key part of that movie, and she's so surprising. And I just love, I love her in that movie. And and to hear that, Cameron, <laughs> just really I think funny. does quality work. Like I, you know, the holiday. I think the holiday is like real, real good, Cameron. <laughs> You hate it? No, I don't hate it. I do like it. However, I do think that movie is widely uneven. Yeah, um, like the part enough. with Cameron and Jude Law seems like it's a completely different movie than the part with where Kate Winslet falls in love with <laughs> Jack, Jack Black. Black. Oh my God. Um, we we are t- on a pop music podcast, so I do think that we have to include one more quote from J Lo's yes. 1998 movie line interview. This one's about Madonna. She said, "Quote." About Madonna. Do I think she's a great performer? Yeah. Do I think she's a great actress? No. <laughs> Acting is what I do. So I'm harder on people when they say, oh, I can do that. I can act. I'm like, hey, don't spit on my craft. J-Lo. Jennifer There's Lopez. There's so much happening there. <laughs> like, There's so much. Like, how do we even unpack? I do appreciate, like, J-Lo's, like, self-awareness and that, like, she she knew she couldn't come from Madonna on, like, a performance level. I, I like that. I do, of course I believe that J-Lo is a better, like, actor than Madonna, but at the end of the day, like, I... Also, J Lo can't sing. What is she doing? Saying Madonna can't act. Like, don't don't try my craft. When like J Lo can't sing, and she tried it. She's been trying it for twenty years. For years I commend and years. her. But there is a very interesting YouTube video that I want to point everyone to. It's about J Lo and how she has sort of like con- um, continued to use vocals from the demos that she's given in the released um, versions of her track, including um, vocals from Christina Milian and a lot of other sort of. Oh. 
well-known oh vocalist. We'll watch it and we'll just dissect it in detail one day when we do a J Lo album. But for now, we have. Will we ever? <laughs> will we ever? Is there is there an oeuvre that we want to tackle? Um, so today we are discussing a very beloved work of the two of us. Yeah. Um, we're going to discuss Emotion by Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh my God. This uh, album was, this is interesting little tidbit that Aaron dug up for us. So this album was released in Japan on June 24th, 2015. However, it was released elsewhere in the world on August 21st, 2015. And I do know that Carly Rae has a really like staunch and active Japanese fan base because, yeah. um, as I said earlier, they have taste. They, they know have, what's up. Yeah, they, Well, they've <laughs> determined like what's fashionable in New York for years and years and years now so like fucking course they like Carly better than us I do have a question for you like I think that uh, Emotion is an interesting album because it it was a bit of a sleeper hit and that like it it took a minute for it to get traction and then everyone was talking about it like did you clock it immediately or were you like a sleeper lover of Emotion um I feel like my like sort of deep feelings toward emotion definitely developed over time however I remember it had come out um the summer of 2015 and my good friend um Alice Farmer hello Allie are you listening (laughs) um she had visited me in New York and um this was uh I remember like us getting ready and she's like you have to listen to this (laughs) and playing run away with me and I was like yes I love it um but I didn't really get heavily into the album I want to say until you know like I kept listening to it but for me it took a little minute before I was like 100% about it Um, but I have never looked back what about you? Um, I, this is like the, one of the wildest stories. I, it's not, but it's funny. I like so. I um, my family's from Missouri. I'm from Missouri, and so my uh, my sister dominates the music culture in our in our family mostly, and she loves country. And don't get me wrong, love Casey Musgraves. Ugh, love Casey's Ooh, a, a. When queen. are we doing Golden Two. Hour? On we this can't pod. do Golden until she does another album because Why? we're still like firmly in uh, Golden Era. Okay, fine. Anyways, my, uh, but any, so time and again, my mom will like try to talk to me like a, about music cause she does want to connect. And so I, somehow I think she saw Carly perform on like Kathy Lee and Hoda or something. And she like clocked the album and then like, was like, I kind of like this because it's in, like, it is an eighties inspired album For sure. to its core. So she loved it. And my mom was the first person to be like, Hey, have you listened to Carly Rae Jepsen's album? Oh, wow. And I was like, are you every other gay man in my life? <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny that like, I hadn't listened to it. My mom told me to listen to it. And quite frankly, it's an exceptional album. So thanks mom. Thanks mom. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about a couple of looks. And I think that we all know that Carly is not necessarily a look queen. No. Like, she has given us some memorable looks over the years. However, I would say that, like, this is maybe not her forte. So we're just going to discuss two looks. We're going to discuss uh, one of the looks, um, or a series of looks, is from a Target ad that she <laughs> did um, released in Japan of the song. It's a cover of the song It Takes Two. Yeah. Um, so in this uh, video... Um, um, Carly has several different looks that she goes through, but she does have sort of a short platinum pixie cut, um, and she wears uh, at times like sort of a 
glittery black suit at times a sort of red jersey dress the Um, worst jersey dress (laughs) i've ever seen oh there's a lot of really bad jersey dresses out there i don't know about that yeah it's a bad one but it's not for me it's not the worst it's it's finally tailored fergie in like 2005 is really where (laughs) the jersey dress i wanted to like i wanted to suggest a fergie album to you to do i think we should do that at some point oh we're doing i mean there's only one worth talking about no yeah Um, is it called boys don't cry girls don't who i no isn't it called the duchess yeah it's called i don't the duchess, know but the the single is oh anyways i want to talk, talk about, about when she peed her pants wait what she peed her pants oh my god this is for the fergie episode stay tuned um, okay we're back to talking about carly ray jeff i know i'm sorry it's fine you know bring that tangent to do, fruition does anyone listen to us for organized conversation no. i really hope i not. need to know about the time she peed her pants <laughs> okay we'll talk we'll talk about it when we talk about fergie and this is i oh, mean <laughs> i'm waiting with bated breath okay so the looks from the target ad which we actually both watched for the first time this evening no i'd never seen it before executive producer cameron toy was like babes like have you seen the target <laughs> ad and he was like lil yachty carly ray google and so we did um and the funny thing about it is is like lil yachty really brought it to this video first i mean of i all. think that both of them brought something i mean she was poorly styled however you know she was trying Charming. it um, i think she looks cute in this video i think that it's no I don't. What like, do you What do you think? Well, okay. So obviously, we're not selling a sequin suit at Target, right? So like, well, that no, that was an item that was probably for sale. I don't know the a, inventory. Maybe at a maybe at a, a Target in Japan, yes, because they have, again they have taste. But the the problem with the looks for this, I don't trust anyone in a sequin suit. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> the problem with the looks for this uh, co- commercial is that the, the I believe that the stylist was like, well, let's make it seem like it's something you can buy at Target. I well, I feel like we should have done more research. I want to go out on a limb and say they were Target clothes. No, I don't. They wouldn't do I that to so. her. I think so because it, that oof. jersey dress for sure. That red jersey dress was on sale at Target. I thought that was just you know? red for Target. No, I think that was something that they offer there. They love a jersey dress at Target. I can't tell you how many jersey dresses I bought at Target over the years. She, a million and two. No, she looked like Chris Kardashian in that sequence suit like i didn't like it i, I don't think it was sequins either i do think it was some sort of like a glitter yeah which is worse that's uh, probably acrylic the other look we wanted to talk about was the looks within the boy problem video which is when she has sort of like a dark like a almost like a black short haircut yeah Thoughts? well okay so i will be, i will be honest and say that i watched that video for the first time this evening kayla has seen it i've seen times. it multiple times um uh so i can't speak to the looks because i don't remember them exactly but i will speak to the haircut and then it was like this like it was kind of a pixie but it also like had this like faux hawk mentality to it yeah. It was a pixie foe. <laughs> yeah. A faux pixie? It yeah. doesn't matter. So it, like, um, it, it uh, reminded me, it, I didn't, I, I liked it and I didn't like it. What I liked about the video is that it felt like excellent camp, but I don't know if I particularly love this hair on her outside of a, like, jokey sort of, like, 
song. Right, and I think one of the big things that we can talk about with Carly is not necessarily like fashion looks, but she has gone through a lot of hair evolutions. Mm-hmm. Currently, she's sort of in a short platinum moment Which again. Which I think is a cop-out. Every single recording artist ever has been like, oh my god, I'm gonna cut my hair and dye it platinum. Like, new era, new me. Like, that is such a goddamn cop out like, i think it looks cute on her it's cute I do on her think, but... okay so we have we have several looks uh as far as her haircuts we have sort of the long layers long bangs brunette look that she sported for for years you know it was where, what she was wearing when she dropped um it it, it was, was leah michelle realness I it think. was leah michelle realness and it was it was what she was wearing when she dropped calming maybe it was yeah. what she was wearing at the beginning of this album then i believe she dyed that look black um mm-hmm. and that's sort of the hair look that she was wearing at the 2016 grammys and then she chopped it all it was short and black for a minute and then she um bleached it and it was short and blonde so i don't know what's your favorite carly jepson hair look uh okay so uh, i'm gonna bring this up now i guess there's a lot of writing and a lot of fodder and i would agree with it and i feel like i thought it before i heard it that like are that like carly ray jepsen um like her songs at their best are always like like having a like a crush and it's like about like unrequited love Mm -hmm. um and so in that vein in that brand i do really appreciate the the brunette front bang long look because it does traditionally give you like best friend like nerdy cute girl that like is like enthralled with the boy mm-hmm. but which is it's also like that's also a very like sexist interpretation of that haircut but like if we're going by tropes that's what that cut gives you you know i'm gonna go on out on a limb and say that i like the current look which is sort of like a short platinum bob uh, particularly in the um most recent video like party for one um where she's sort of she's sort of channeling a little bit of like gwyneth paltrow in royal tenenbaums vibes with like barrettes and dark eyes i just think it's cute i think it's cute on her i think it suits her um and that's my favorite of her hair looks i do think that long bangs brunette look is iconic but i think for me like carly feels like carly in that party for one video with the short platinum hair and sort of like the little bit of raccoon eye type of i do like the raccoon eye a lot yeah i think it i think it's good for her thick layers of eyeliner um so we don't have a ton of goth for this album in fact there's like not really any however i was thinking of something as we were talking which is that this album uh, and 1989 were dropped very close to the same Mm. time within a few months of each other and i remember a lot of uh, at the time think pieces were popular r.i.p but like a lot of think pieces (laughs) about um sort of like like the revival of 80s music and who was doing it better it's not exactly gossip because i don't think that carly's one to really like give us real tea i feel like she keeps her private life private which i appreciate about her yeah um but i just think it's interesting that this album sort of brought up comparisons between her and taylor swift who i do think are in completely different classes of pop star and i do feel like these are two very different albums but because the styling was similar and that we were going for sort of an 80s sound um those comparisons were being drawn i i would just like I, i i i know that you're bringing up articles and not giving like a really opinion but i would disagree 
agree in that like I that like aesthetically they both look similar in the way that they like dropped covers and like were doing like a 80s like reference fashion wise but at the end of the day like Taylor Swift's 1989 other than being titled 1989 does not really reference a lot of 80s music and that like I I would say that if there's a sister album to um emotion it's born this way by lady gaga what i'm gonna say it how is that okay it's both explain yourself it's 80s arena arena pop like this i don't think i don't hear this as oh maybe okay uh i don't know i don't think that i agree but i hear you yeah that's fine yeah i mean i also don't think that necessarily 1989 is a sister album to this i do think that was just in the year of 2015 um bless her soul that's what we were talking about um i mean we i i don't think we want to play in the to the narrative of comparing female artists but like it is a fun like question like did you prefer 1989 or emotion Long term, I listened to Emotion way more than I listened to 1989. However, when 1989 came out, it was all I listened to for months. Yeah. Um. So I, I, you know, I think actually in the long run, Emotion wins out for me. Um. But 1989 is a bop. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's get into the track by track dissection of this album. So first up, we have Run Away with Me. Do 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 do. Um, what oh i love this song and it's such a strong start to the album like that like oh wow you know you're you listen to that and you're like here we are you know and i'm gonna i'm gonna just lead with this on the first track that i think that this is another last week um last week we discussed uh lord's Lord's melodrama and i think that in a similar vein this is another very cohesive album mm-hmm. where to me the sum of the album's parts is um More. greater than the whole you know like what what we end up is that how we say the phrase so, what is the it's phrase the, it's like the sum, the is, sum greater is greater than, greater than, the, parts. than the parts yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know i'm a writer <laughs> the sum is greater a than writer the parts in the dark. but you know like i think you know if we look at each of these songs individually a lot of them are really great. A lot of them are songs that I play on repeat. But the album as a whole sort of, to me, sort of supersedes all of that. What do you think? Oh, you're asking me a sweeping question in the first track Okay, let's review. just move on. I'll ask the sweeping questions later. Okay. <laughs> you, So you like Runaway With Me. Um, I think it's one of the best album openers I've ever heard. Truly a great open out, uh, opener. And it also sets it sets the tone. It sets, like, what are we going to be dealing with, both thematically and, and sort of musically. And, you know, I love it. Yeah. Uh, Runaway With Me is the first track. The second track is Emotion. Um, the title track objectively even better than run away with me emotion is i think some i think it's some of carly's best poetry um what what's what's a key line or moment that you be tormented by me babe wonder wonder how i uh do how's the weather am i better better now that there's no you it's just like it's 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 not like particularly um groundbreaking but they're like the way that it is interpolated with the like tight production is exceptional and it's like i i I, it hits for me 
I like motion. I don't know that I like it better than Run Away With Me. I just think Run Away With Me is exceptional. But uh, emotion, to me, I mean, like, what is the album without this track? It's nothing. Like, this this track really, for me, is sort of like, yeah, a, a, a central... Maybe Melodrama is this album's sister. Like, the title of this is Emotion, and then the title of Lord is Melodrama. Like, they're very close. They are both albums that seem, at least, if not sisters, then cousins. Like, they're definitely related. Celebratory of human emotion. For sure. And also sort of, like, um, they are both sort of relationship-based, romantic relationship-based, but also sometimes talking about the experience of being a woman and the experience of female friendship. So anyways, the third song on the uh, album is I Really... Really. 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 Like like you. (laughs) We didn't even plan that. I swear to God. Um, Did it seem planned? I feel so connected to you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This was, I believe the lead single for the album mm-hmm. and it's sort of a gimmicky song in the way that call me maybe is sure. which means that like it's a little gimmicky but a little bit good is it gimmicky or is it camp you it's know? both it's both yeah. i think it is it's campy and uh it's successful at what it's trying to accomplish i think which is i mean it's really the poppiest of pop songs it's like here we are we're not dealing with complicated things we're dealing with one sort of like moment in time of like this moment of like i really like you you know and that's i think a moment that we can all connect to i completely agree again ari or carly is the best no i I, and i'm gonna bring up ari in a second and that's why i said that but like carly is the best in like the moments before like you realize you have a crush and that it's required or not but um so remember ariana grande's into you remember of course <laughs> it was the song of the summer glittering pop perfection uh, yeah of course i yeah. into you and i really 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 like you i think have like strong parallels oh yeah they're talking really to each other yeah they're referencing each other yeah there's a ref the next track on the album is give me love which i Ugh. i mean okay I'm just going to go out and say it that I don't dislike any of the songs on this album. I do think some of them are stronger than others. And I don't think Gimme Love is one for me that is the strongest. However, whenever it's on, I'm like, yeah, it's Gimme Love. I, yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. I don't think that, like, I listen to the album and then I'm like, ooh, Gimme Love. But, like, (laughs) also, like, if it's on, I give them a Gimme Love. Well, and this is one of the songs for me that's, like, why this album is strong is that even the songs that are weaker, I still like I still listen to and I think still support the thesis of the album which yeah. is like the similar sound and sort of like thematic vocal uh, you know, and lyrics. it has such tight production. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Aaron, could you please look up the producer for this cuz I feel bad that I don't know who it is. Um what's your favorite lyric on Give Me Love? I don't know. Give me love, 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 give me love. <laughs> she just says the same goddamn She's thing over She's fucking Shakespeare. <laughs> wow, thanks, Will. Because I want what I want when you mm-hmm. come to me. <laughs> yeah, that's the... I, but I really think, th- and the reason why we can't remember lyric is because this this song rests on its production more than it does its No, I lyric. agree with that. I agree with that. Um... We have the producer. Okay, so... Or producers. So the executive producer is Scooter Ron, but that just means that he's her manager. 
um, which Ariana. Um, so uh, Tim Tim Blacksmith is an exact. Danny D is an exact. An exact. Um, Ariel Rickstad. Um, I don't know how to say a lot of these names, but I was expecting to see Max Martin when I asked, when I asked for the, I don't producers. know. If, I don't think that he worked on this album no, when I was writing down like the significant collaborators, the ones that were coming up were Dev Hines and Sia. Yeah. The, I was going to say the one I vaguely know is Dev Hines. Um, and then I think Sia is here. Stargate is here, which I feel like is something sort of. I don't know those names. Yeah, I'll be frank. I don't know who you're that's talking okay. about. I think that she worked with a lot of like uh, good artists. <laughs> the next song on the album is All That, which is like, wait, remind Show me. Show me if you, you want me if I'm all that. that. Okay, I got it. Okay. Um, I like it. I never choose to listen to this song. It's the slowest song on the album. I think it's fine. I think it's good. But I never, ever seek it out. What do you think? Um, I think that there's like a tradition now for like white pop stars of a certain age to like do like a slow jam on their album. Oh, sure. Well, you have to have some variety. I think that's. Yeah. Yeah, But like it's usually like like traditionally it had been like a like a ballad, like the climb, like like the album, like like uh, ballad. But like lately it's been like here's a lot of like well-produced like pop songs but then also here's this slow jam that's sort of like disco but not and like i don't know that's what i think that's how i think about this song sidebar carly ray gave an interview this year in which she said she has a full um disco album recorded which she thinks will never see the light of day and Mm. i just want to say carly like if you truly ever listen to this even if it's 2050 drop the album no drop soundcloud drop Drop it on soundcloud drop the album yeah um so next up we have the song boy problems i I love, love Boy Problems. Song. It's so good. Boy problems. Why do you like Boy Problems? Who's got him? I've got him too. <laughs> so <laughs> the I why I like this song is that it's it's not particularly poignant, but it is like it is relatable and it is cheesy in such an optimistic way that I don't care that it's cheesy. Like when I when I grate on artists because they're contrived, it's because their lyrics aren't good, but they're also like scraping on a theme that we've already like scraped on several times over. But when Carly does it, it seems refreshing. So well, I think too, this song is sort of an angle that we don't get all the time. That like, like the lyric is. what is it like i think i broke up with my boyfriend today but i don't really care i've got worse problems and like the idea is that the worst problems with her friend um so i think i don't know i i really like the viewpoint of this song and i'm i'm into it i think it's perfect making the most of the night I think it's a great track. It's a great track. Oh, this track. one really anchors it. Like yeah, this one really right? just like, It's it's a thesis song. Ooh, it's a thesis song, but it gives the back half like the energy that you need to like yeah, just be like Ooh, yeah, this album's great. <laughs> yes. I and that's and that's what it does. It I think the placement of this song is the most brilliant part about this song. Um okay, we're about to talk about your type. Mm. <laughs> what do you think about your type? 
I think I do think you like this song more than I do. But it is I love this song. It is like <laughs> uh, it's such a great song. I think we've all felt like at, at some point felt like we've been with a human being that like has a, like a specific type of person that they're going to like end up with or be with for a certain amount of time and it's like it's very it's just it's it's such a relatable song and like Carly does relatability so well. To me this is Carly Ray Jepsen's um You Belong With Me. Yeah. You know, I'm not the type of girl for you like it's it's so ridden with angst and like longing and like and 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 the idea that like like things could be but they're not. I don't know. I love this song and I think it fucking slaps. Okay, yeah. next song, Let's Get Lost. It's fine. Remind it's good. me of it. Um, baby, it's like the long way home. Oh, I, I, I don't know any of the words, but I like da, it. Da, da, da. I don't know the words. Baby, let's take the long way home. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's good. It's not bad. It's a bop. It's a little bit of a bop. It's a fun bop. It's that, another like, we're one not that talking. I don't seek out. Like if I'm gonna play this album as singles rather than and this is another one similar to melodrama where I more frequently play the entire album than I play singles off of it. Yeah. Um, which I think is the sign of a good album. For sure. But like I don't play this song on its own. Yeah. Next song. I kind of actually sometimes do LA hallucinations. Sometimes I'm like, you know what I need to hear today? I remember being naked. <laughs> Buzzfeed buzzes and TMZ quotes. What can I say that, that I don't already know? know? Do so, you like LA hallucinations? I have a lot to say about this song. Oh my God, I can't wait. So uh, I do think it's like the camp version of the fame, honestly. Like to reference okay. Buzzfeed buzzers and buzzards and TMZ crows and to say it in such like cheesy terms is very much like, I mean, at the fame, the like it's eating me up. Song? I don't know. Gaga when she was like <laughs> on a lot of uppers. Um, and then uh, what I will also say is I read an article where like before she recorded this, song she felt like she's not a smoker obviously Carly Rae Jepsen's not a smoker um was like I smoked cigarettes for two weeks to prepare to sing on this song because I wanted my voice to sound raspy and like oh I don't I'm not clocking that your voice sounds raspy don't sacrifice your lungs for us Carly we don't need it (laughs) I I just was like babe also no one smokes in LA yeah (laughs) well not no one but a fewer fewer percentage than I feel like other uh, American city. The song's contrived, but in the best way. That's I why, love the song. Say. I do love the song. Um, I also think of it uh, sort of as a corollary to, and I think this um, album may have came come out. Oh God, it! I think it came out the same year. Kanye dropped uh, the Life of Pablo, which <sighs> has that song about no more parties in LA. Please, baby, no more parties in LA. And I feel like this song is actually a cousin song of that song. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, we have Warm Blood. Oh my God, I have a, a lot to say about this song. Okay, what do you have to say? What do you think about Warm Blood? It might be her best song ever. Um, Why? It's, it is it, uh, the poetry with warm blood is really significant um it is like expertly produced the vocals on it play to her advantage so well like she gives you a whisper she gives you a bit of a rasp she gives you like the like the true tone quality of carly that you love 
But I mean, at the end of the day, like I can tell if someone has good music taste if I'm like, do you like Warm Blood? And if they say no, they don't have good taste. This is one of my favorite songs on the album. I'm just going to be real. And the part where she's like, warm blood, warm blood. I'm like, oh my God. It's <laughs> Every time. So it's so good. simple, but it like really works. And I think I think the song is a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, when I Needed You. How does this song go? So sorry, Carly. Sometimes I wish that I could change, but not for me. For, for you. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, I Maybe love this song. Maybe we should do this, uh, this like, <laughs> singing every episode. Tell us if you like it in the comments. Um, but does it help you know what we're talking about? Because I often, I mean, I'm going to just say it. I often don't know what a song is by the title of the track. Yeah. Because I'm not, you know, oftentimes I listen to music while I'm, like, running errands, while I'm driving around, and I'm not necessarily, like, looking at the title of the track while... I listen, so if it's helpful to you that we um, sort of just serenade you throughout the episode, let us know. Yeah, um, or if you hate it, I'd probably do it anyway. Don't tell us. If you hate it, don't tell us. Um, uh, so, okay, what do you think about When I Needed You? I like it a lot. It's the, This is one of the album. this is one of these songs that I will reference when I say that it's like 80s arena pop, because mm. this song is meant to be screamed in an arena that like typically holds the Seahawks who play football. I don't know. They play football yeah. for sure. Seattle Seahawks. Our executive producer Cameron Doy is. Cameron doesn't yes. know about the Seahawks. Cameron doesn't know anything about the Seahawks. However, Aaron, do you know anything about the Seahawks? She just was like, mm. she gave us the one. She's googling. Um, I I like this song. I think it's fine. But again, it's not a song I seek out on yeah. its own. Yeah. It's not a song that. No, I actually, no, no. You should seek it out. It's so okay, good. Maybe I will. Give it However, another the, chance. The songs that I, I seek out, I'll tell you at the end of this episode when we talk about our favorite songs. But it it doesn't include that. Um, we'll we'll circle back on the Seahawks issue. But the next song on the um album is I didn't just come here, here to, to dance. dance. If, if you, you know, know what, what I mean, do you know, know what I mean? Thoughts? Oh, I love it. I love that she references so many white boy names in the fucking <laughs> chorus. Wait, wait, what names? Hey, Joe, calling me over. Tino is calling me over. Is Tino Tino's a not a white boy name. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's just, like, weird. Like, the, I don't know. I, I think it's because people in her department are named those names that I have, like, an interesting interpretation of this song. Hi, Joe. Hi, Tino. What um, up? <laughs> but I do think that the song, this song pairs for me on the album with Making the Most of the Night. I'd like, it's like a dance anthem song. Yeah. So we have a lot of songs on this album that are sort of more chill and, and a lot of songs that are up-tempo but not necessarily ones that you want to fucking rage to. Did this song come here and dance. Making the Most of the Night are like, you know get you out I on mean. the dance floor, like, Do let's you know go. What I mean? I, like, I want to, like, the thing about it is, is like, one of my favorite places to bond with Kayla Mason Garvin is on the dance floor at a gay bar and like this is one of the songs that I know that like Kayla's gonna turn the party to so, oh absolutely like, I there's love no it. way that I wouldn't um the next song we have on the album and this is the the final song uh is favorite color which is how does that it go? song what does it go what does it do this uh, is a pass for me I can't fucking remember I just listened to it too in uh, preparation for this album um so it's like I'm into you. 
falling into you. It's my favorite color. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's, fine. I it's a wish weak she ending to a it. great album. Yeah, it is. Why didn't she just close it with "Didn't just come here to dance"? I don't know. I don't know. Let's write to her, Carly. We have questions. I for do you. think it's reminiscent of Taylor Swift's "Red." Oh, sure, I guess, but I also think, like, why then? Mm. So, Justin, what are your favorite tracks on this album? Oh, my God. Flip the page. Okay, I'm flipping. Can you hear this? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. We... We'd, Wait, what's your what's what your version? That's not the original. That must be the deluxe. That's gotta be the bonus tracks. So Cameron's saying that they them. have two more tracks on their version of the album. Oh. Okay, so what are the two more tracks on your version of the album? I can't. Never get to hold you. Never heard it. And love again. Never heard that. Which I don't Wait, but you. Never get to hold you. You in love again. scraped this from the internet though, so it might be a thing. Oh, we're playing it. Sounds like a song I'm, I would like. Have I ever heard that? No. I've never heard that. Okay, well, let's move on to our favorite tracks. Okay, okay. Well, okay. we'll, we'll discuss, leave in the comments if you've heard that song and, and if you, you like, like it. Them. Um, so I, I, I want to hit Warm Blood as I think it being, I think it being the strongest track on this album. Um, but this is also the type of album that you have like personal feelings for. Um, and I guess like right now the songs that I'm really like, like being like, God damn, um, I guess are emotion, um, and when I needed you, I think that they really hit for me. What about you? For me, um, I would second Warm Blood as a really strong track on this album. I think that my favorite is your type. I am a sucker for this type of song where it's like, we we could be, but we're not right now. You know, <sighs> like I love I love that. I love that. And I think that when the chorus hits and like when when it's just like you're like I like I always think of like when the chorus hits of like jumping up and down to I'm not the type of girl for for you you know like it it really is a pump up song but it's really about unrequited love and I I buy into that yeah um warm blood is another one that I really like I also really like boy problems and I think that the opening two tracks are just um really incredible so that would be around away with me and emotion so I mean I think like for me honestly if I was gonna list my favorite tracks it would be a lot of that a lot of the album but for me as far as favorite and maybe not even best but just like songs that get me your type Mm. <laughs> so good. Um, so rate this album on a on a Boda box or on a. So again, for our listeners, the the rating scale is based on boxes of, excuse me, boxes of wine. So um, the lowest rating is a box of Franzia. The medium rating is a black box of wine, and the highest rating is a Boda box. And within that, we have designations according to the type of wine. So Justin. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like it's inter- like so. We started this podcast to talk about like excellent eras, and like mm-hmm. I think for about like five episodes, objectively, we've brought you like really excellent eras, no matter mm-hmm. what. No, I agree with that and, for sure. And this is again not it's 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 definitely it's it's exceptional. Um, it is it it is recent history pop perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, so personally, I am gonna give it a boda box cabernet sauvignon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my um, god because because the music here like this is 
pop music at its best. This is pop music not apologizing for being pop music. Absolutely leaning in. Yeah, it's uh, it is an album that makes it, me feel things. Maybe that's why it's called emotion. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but it's um, I, you know what? I could listen to this album. I will listen to it next year. I'll listen to it the year after that and the year after that and the year after that because at the end of the day, it doesn't annoy me. It's beautiful. It's fun. It's it's great pop. What about you? I agree. I think that I'm going to give it... Um, I feel like I'm going to give it a Boda Box Red Blend because, you know, when we were reviewing the album in its entirety, I stick by what I said earlier, which is I think that the album is greater than the sum of its parts. I didn't say that right the first time, but I'm saying it right now. <laughs> but I do think um, I do think that the album like really works together. However, I do think that there's a few songs that um, like are just not up to par with some of the other songs on the album. Like, I think some of the songs on this album are just, like, so phenomenal that there are a few weaker links to me, which doesn't mean that there sure. are... I, I'm i going to say, like, I don't think there are bad songs on this album. However, I think there are songs which are definitely stronger than others. She so, could have cut three tracks and it would have been tight. I think for me, in terms of, like, me as a, as a listener and a Carly Rae Jepsen stan, like, for me, it's like a Boda Box Red blend and I think sort of uh, more objectively in the long run is maybe like a high quality black box which I'm not sure really? what that is but just in terms of like I don't think that I think that this album is cohesive but I do think there are some weak links here so that's your longevity reading is that mm -hmm. it might be a black box it might be a high level black box like on the cusp of black box and Boda box. I was gonna ask you that question because I didn't think I was prepared to really like give up an opinion about like its longevity I mean for me personally I'm never gonna not love this album but i do think that like there there are some songs that like you know i just straight up could not remember as we were preparing for this episode and i and i think and i even listened you know i listened to the album right before we recorded and i still had to be reminded so for me like it's just like if if things aren't memorable that's i mean that's points against you hun yeah i, I mean and i feel like every time i give a longevity reading i always mention the phrase history book which is annoying but it's true <laughs> Um, in that, like, because I took a, like, a full, full honesty here when I was in, like, in my undergrad, my, like, core class, which was, like, your intro to, like, the university and, like, so you can meet people but, like, do a fun class but also learn something was, like, an intro to pop music class, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, we had to read, like, actual history books that chronicled pop music. Um, which I you know, loved. I lived for. I was the only person that ever participated in a conversation because everyone oh else was like actually drinking and having fun. But I was like, let's read about pop music. Um, but at the end of the day, do I think that we're going to reference Carly in the pop music history books? Yes. Uh, I think yes. Oh my God. Are you joking? I think, I think she's... I think that she is uh, worth a cursory passing glance. What? But I, I, I think that I, oh, I hate saying it, but like, is Taylor doing what she's doing, but just on a more mass audience scale? I think Taylor's what she's doing, what she's doing, but worse. Yeah, but, but worse objectively when it comes people. to the music, but and it's reaching more people, yes. Also, let us not forget Carly Rae Jepsen's turn in the revival of Roger and Hammerstein's Cinderella. I don't think you can <laughs> cite that at all. I don't think that that is in any way no, this is valid. contributing this is to her valid longevity. Absolutely. You know, that production, whatever, we're going to talk about William Ivy Long on a different episode. No, we're not. <laughs> uh, again, I will say that... Um, 
I I think that Carly Rae Jepsen, like Lord, is more committed to the music than she is to the fame, which is exciting. Yeah, I agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. So before we get into our last segment of karaoke, which uh, you're welcome for, um, we just want to do another thank you to our executive producers, Aaron and Cameron. Thank you so much for doing everything for us. Yes. Uh, thank you to Jeremy for the logo. And we're going to get in right to karaoke. Here we go. Stuck in my head, stuck in my heart, stuck in my body, body. Where I wanna go, get out of here. I'm sick of the party, party. I'd run away, I'd run away with you. This is the part you gotta say all that you're feeling, feeling. Packing a bag, leaving tonight while everyone's sleeping, sleeping. Let's run away, I'd run away with you. Make me feel like I could be driving you all night And I'll find your lips in the streetlights I wanna be there with you Baby, take me to that feeling I'll be a sinner in secret When the lights go out Run away with me, run away with me, baby. Every single minute, I'll be your hero and winner. When the lights go out, run away with me. Run away with me. Up in the clouds, high as a kite, over the city, city. We never sleep, we never try. When you are with me, with me. Cut it. 
you so much for listening to this episode of Art Pop and Bottles. I'm yes. Kayla Mason Garvin. This is Justin Ganaway. We're here to just like serve you. So um, comment, like, fave, subscribe, follow. Yes. We're Art Pop and Bottles or Art Pop and B on most social media handles. Please ignore the bad <laughs> ad at the top of our episode. And we love you so much. Will you count me out? Two, three, one, four. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs>